This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutiaman is up next where we talk about nuclear codes and Jenkins. But first, listen to this other great OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, Steve is going to tell me something I did recently that was kind of funky. No, it was downright terrible. Seriously? Yes. If I were judging your behavior, that's exactly how I would judge it. Wait till the people hear this. It's awful. And I wonder if anybody has ever done it. I say no, they haven't. Judge Steve joins us on Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Terrible. Be real. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey. Opening the crowd day, goes baby. wild. Yeah, the Cubs opening are day, Rick. <laughs> huh? Opening day, you psyched? Yeah. You jacked? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. Uh, and then, wah, wah. Uh, oh, why? What happened? Uh, the Cubs are losing to the Pirates, and the Pirates are like the worst team in the history of baseball this year. So that's it's off to a good start. What's the, what's the score? Oh, as if you don't know, you have like a little. <laughs> this is what my favorite thing about Dave is. <laughs> He he'll, he knows everything bad that ever happens to the Cubs at any moment of any day. He has it at the at his fingertips. He knows more than you know, but he'll act stupid so that he can hear the pain in your voice as you have to recount the story. Isn't that right, Dave? Well, um, yes, but I have even gone as far as if I saw like not little kids, but let's say like a high school kid or something. Uh, walking down the street with a Cubs hat because I live not far from the ballpark, so I'll see see them coming into the going to the trade. And if they've lost, I'd go, "Hey, what happened to the game today?" Oh, we lost. I'm like, ugh. But I just do it just so <laughs> God, they you have to freak out. Wow, that is that's like a that's like a borderline uh, it's psychotic. It's like it, it's it a really psychosis. Is. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's 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 clinical. Oh, you should be uh, hospitalized. All right. Uh, uh, you know, I do think I owe you an apology, though, and this isn't going to be easy for me. Um, you want you want me to give the apology? I mean, I, I feel pretty. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I owe you an apology. I feel the okay. backhand, the back of your hand coming. But go ahead. Uh, no, so I haven't been particularly supportive of your recent musical endeavors. I know that during quarantine. You know, you got the guitar from Jim Peterick, right? Yeah. It was Jim Peterick's guitar. That's right. And you've been lear- and you've been learning guitar, and I think you're making an honest effort to try to, you know, to try to grow and be artistic. And I think I've been a little mocky. Is that fair to say? Uh, you being a little mocky, yes, that is definitely fair to say. <laughs> well, I'm totally misjudged you. And um, here comes the pitch. <laughs> no, I, I totally missed it. No, so I was thumbing through. I mean, I'm a big guitar player magazine fan. Uh-huh. You know, when they used to, uh, and I, you're featured in the latest on the website right now. Rick Kemper is featured in Guitar Player 
magazine's website. Am I am I is am I am I wrong? Uh yes, I think you are wrong. <laughs> I'm not uh, on guitar no. player website. Pardon me? What, what where are you coming with this? <laughs> I'm dying to know what you're talking about. The BB King video. Oh, that. Yes, uh, that is it, true. Okay, so tell the story. So on Guitar Player Magazine's website, there is a video of BB King yeah. in Champagne in on at Farm Aid. That is right. And at and at like the 2 minute mark at 2 minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> Okay, as if you don't know. Well, you tell the story. Tell tell what's going on. Tell the tell tell about the video. Well, so uh, this is from Farm Aid. It was recorded live, uh, you know, on stage. BB King is jamming on stage, yep. and for and at one point the camera does kind of like a side angle, and you can see some of the people that are standing off to the side of the stage, and one of those people is twenty one year old Rick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, with uh, my mullet and everything, <laughs> plain as day. So you're in Guitar Player Magazine, pal. I, I don't, That's one boom. of our old friends found that. I don't know how he saw that yeah. and how that even popped out at him, but it's one of the coolest things ever, isn't it? Yeah, you had no idea that that was out there, right? No. I mean, yeah, I I was. Yeah, I mean, I it, and and for those of you who haven't seen the video, which you probably haven't, go to guitarplayer.com. And BB King breaks a string while he's performing, and 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 puts a new string on his guitar, and not missing a beat. Yeah, yeah. It was that's kind of, of interesting most, um, too. But the really the thing you want to see, <laughs> <laughs> right? You are thin. You got that mullet. And oh. you, were, you were, I think, you were kind of. I wouldn't call it dancing, but you were bopping a little bit. Yeah. You know, the BB. It was. Yeah. yeah you were. Yeah, there. Um, so, so again, you're in guitar. I've never been in Guitar Player magazine. Yeah, and well, you, that's true. Good, Boy, good I, I just had no idea where you were going with that story. <laughs> well, there's so many layers to my. Uh, I guess so. Know. All right. W- would you like to get this the even more minutia? Yeah, put down your axe, and can you fire up the Jenkins jingle, would you? I will. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! All right, what do you got? So, Rick, do you think you or I could ever get a job at the United States Strategic Command? You know, the place, you know, the agency that is responsible for safeguarding our nuclear arsenal. Do you Uh, think a Rick or a Dave should ever be able to work there? Well, since uh, we have both uh, caused this podcast to not air at certain times because (laughs) of our technical mistakes, um, I'm going to say, no, we probably should not be hired. (laughs) You know what? Uh, after the story that I'm about to tell you, I think we've got a real shot because right. I don't think the recruitment practices are particularly robust. On March 28th at 7:48 p.m., the United States Strategic Command's Twitter account tweeted: "Semicolon L, semicolon semicolon G M L X Z S S A W." Okay, that was their tweet. Um, sounded kind of ominous, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, many people, many people feared it was either some sort of high-level warning code, or an indication that the United States, you know, arsenal, nuclear arsenal was compromised by those evil Rushkies and Chinese or North Koreans. 
But you know what really happened, Rick? You know why that tweet was um, why that tweet was tweeted? I do not know. The social media manager um, of perhaps the most important government agency <laughs> decided he was hungry, went to the kitchen to make himself a Reuben. I'm kind of I'm I'm, I'm embellishing. estimating or yeah. embellishing a little bit, and his two year old son. Found the computer. He left the 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 manager left the computer open, and his son gets in there and just starts banging on the keys <laughs> and tweets to the world: semicolon l semicolon blah 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 blah. Uh, so I think this is uh, this is pretty damn funny. It is. You know, it's just all part of the remote life that we live now. You know, even yeah, even uh, NASA guys or uh, nuclear uh, nuclear dudes. Can, can you imagine the horror that that dude felt when he's you know he's eating his Reuben and his pickle mm-hmm. and he's walking toward he's walking toward his computer and little Billy is just beat is just knocking down the keys on his on his computer. I think that I would love to know that. And this actually reminds me of something that happened to me when my twins were really little. On Saturdays, I would help the kids create stories and and make them into books. You know, I'm a publisher, right. as you know. Yeah. Um, so they would dictate, you know, text, and we'd look for images, and then I'd print them out, and I'd staple them. Um, it, it was a rare moment of engagement on my part. Right. Okay, that lasted like four <laughs> weeks, you know, and I just actually saw some of them, some of the ones that we did, and I got to tell you, the the character and story arcs, not so great. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you with it, but... But um, I remember doing a book with Aaron about Woody and Buzz. Um, it was total plagiarism. Yeah. We actually got sued. We got sued by Disney. Uh, but I walk away, and Aaron goes to the computer, and she was probably, I don't know, four or so. So she was beginning to spell, and she typed in Woody and Buzz to find out images. But instead, she accidentally typed in Woody and Fuzz. Okay. Uh-oh. She hits the Google Images um, and guess what comes up when you do Woody and Fuzz? I there know. are some sick, dirty minds on the internet. Wow. And, uh, yeah, she just stumbled upon, like, this porn site or something. So, All right. you uh, know, that was, that's my... And, and how did uh, she spell Fuzz? Um, and was it a dot com, <laughs> do you remember? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Well, you know, I have a story today, uh, Dave, and this is... Uh, as you mentioned at the top of the show, it's opening day as we record this. And opening day with fans in the ballpark, even though yeah. uh, in Chicago I think it's only 20% of the of Wrigley Field that's allowed to be filled, it's still, some, it's still better being able to watch a game and hear the crowd reaction. And watching the Cubs game today, there was this heckler that you could hear playing his day. It kind of reminded me of watching Cubs games when we were young. Because like that's about how many, right? Yes, that's about how many fans they had in the games. <laughs> but the thing that was cool was the the songs. You know, the organ was playing, mm-hmm. um, and so I did a little bit of research into this. The the Star Spangled Banner, uh, of course, has been played in baseball since 1862, which is actually 10 years before the uh, the National League was founded. Actually, 14 years before the National League was founded. And Take Me Out to the Ball Game was written in 1908. But not every 
team plays uh, take me out to the ball game. Uh, there are two teams that don't, and that's the, uh, let's see here, the New York Yankees do God Bless America, and the Astros do Deep in the Heart of Texas in yeah. the seventh inning. But there's a lot of cool little uh, musical things uh, in ballparks that, let's see if you can guess some of these, okay? It's not really a quiz, mm-hmm. but, right, for, for instance, at the Cubs games, when the Cubs win, they play Go Cubs Go, right? Yeah. Steve and the Goodman, White Sox right? play Na Na Hey Hey. Mm-hmm. Right, the Yankees mm-hmm. play New York, New York, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox, though, they play "Dirty Water" by the Standells, which was like a garage hit from the '60s. A very odd oh. choice. They must be from mm-hmm. Boston. The Tigers play "Eye of the Tiger," makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Dodgers do "I Love L.A.," and the Padres. Oh, and the Rockies do Rocky Mountain Way, you know, the Joe Walsh song. But the mm. Padres do limericks. Did you oh, know? do they really? Yes. Yes, mm. they do. They recite a Steve Garvey limerick at the end of oh, each game. They? Yes. <laughs> Would you like to hear Wow, it? I hadn't heard this. I hadn't heard this. Go on, please. Oh, it, it, and, you know, the whole crowd does it. They put the words up there on the, on the jumbotron, and they all do it together. Would you like to hear it? If I said no, would that make any difference? <laughs> okay. Here it is. If Steve Garvey gets hit by a truck, if he's gored in the nuts by a buck, if he's eaten by bears, no one would care who would grieve for that miserable fuck. They all say it. <laughs> the whole crowd says that. So that's kind of a nice little San Diego local tradition. So this is a grudge you've had for what thirty six years now, thirty seven years. What uh, yeah, I, thirty yeah thirty seven years, and I'm never going to give it go- up. My goal is to get Steve Garvey on the show. Oh my God, don't do it. That don't that do, is I'll what? be mean to him. We don't want to guess that I'm going to be mean to. Him. All right, let's let's go to another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. All right, so today is Dr. Demento's birthday. So let's uh, give a a happy birthday to uh, Dr. Demento. And you know this, Dave, but uh, deep in the archives, the Rick and Dave archives, going all the way back to 1992, I actually appeared on the Dr. Demento show. A song that I well, wrote f- was played several on. times, several times, right? You were, you, yes. you were multiple, yes. multiple appearances on Dr. Demento. Um, and I recently got a tape of this, which I would like to play for you. To, I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's, it's, uh, <laughs> well, you'll, you'll hear why I don't want to play the whole thing. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but at the time, I was very excited, and you got to remember this was the 90s. It was a different era. Uh, and here we go. Our friends at WLUP, the Loop 1000 in Chicago, sent me this uh, sudsy little song here. The Ebony and Ivory Singers Oktoberfest is here. I am a happy German Schaumann. I am a smiling German ear to ear. Reunited at last and October's here. I am a durstig German Ein Bier bitte. It is time to 
That's why I'm happy und I'm smiling. Oktoberfest ist hier. Okay. Is that, is that you singing? Yeah. Remember when you, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago you did that tape of you having the really high voice? Yeah. It's, it sounds like that again. It, well, you know, it was a different that, time. I, you know, I, I, you know how when men get older, their balls drop. Yeah, their voice, <laughs> their voice probably does too. <laughs> who was the Who were the backup singers? Was that Bridget or who? Because they were Bridget pretty good. And Nancy Davis, who's uh, one of the assistants in the sales department, and that was played on Ebony and Ivory uh, a couple of times, which was the show that I hosted with Stan Lawrence, and you were on that show, a regular yeah, on yeah. that show as well. Um, but yeah. that's probably the deepest we're going to go into our archives. That's from 1992. Well, didn't you also do a show or do a song on Dr. Demento, the hay fever song? I did. I also sang that one, too. The, and I remember the chorus was sniff, sniff, sneeze, sneeze or something. <laughs> uh, I believe I believe Lennon McCartney helped you with, that, with those lyrics, I believe. <laughs> well, in that Oktoberfest song, you ever hear the whole thing? Maybe we'll pull it out for Oktoberfest season. Um, I actually... Uh, there's a st- whole storyline about a big waitress named Monica that uh, that I fall in love with because she can carry five big beer mugs at once. It's really quite a love story. <laughs> uh, and probably a little on the politically incorrect side. Is that probably, what you're Probably you're just to? a touch on the politically incorrect side. <laughs> All right, we have lots more show to come. Uh, we've got. Uh, we're going to find out about uh, a very special cooking show. I'm going mm-hmm. to help Dave with his uh, wedding vows. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, and, uh, my anniversary coming up. Yeah. yeah, all that is coming up right after this on this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we talked to a treasure in television. You may know him for some of his work on the television show Quick Draw, but you probably really know him from his work as a Geico caveman. We talked to John Lair. Listen to the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk about those cool little hidden features that could be on your car, and they're called Easter eggs. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for this story and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Stick to everything with Paul M. Banks and Travis Miller. And this week we discuss religion, politics, theology, metaphysics, and well... A little bit of baseball, ranting against the Trilateral Commission, and I really don't get Venmo. In other words, no matter who you are, we've got something for you to stick to this week. Listen to Stick to Everything on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. All right, Dave. Hey, Rick, I um, I sent you an audio right before the show. Did you get that by any chance? Yes. You want me to play it? Yes. Here we go. Now, for the first time on network television, the PAX Network proudly presents the syndicated television debut of The Sopranos. <laughs> this program has been edited for content. Where'd all the gabagool? No more gabagool for you. The doctor said it's bad for you. I don't give a f. <laughs> Wanna get some more gabagool? 
What am I, your servant? Fuck. You know what? I don't need this You want some gabagool? Why don't you get it from one of your little Russian who? Tell you what, why don't you stop freaking my boy? <laughs> that was from Mad TV, and they were doing a spoof on The Sopranos. Yeah. Um, uh, the story reminded me of that, um, of The Sopranos, and, and I'm sure you'll see why. Mafia fugitive caught after posting cooking show on YouTube. A fugitive Italian gangster's urge to show off his cooking skills has landed him in jail after seven years on the run. Uh, Italian police tracked down Mark Farin Claude Biart, age 53, through the culinary videos he had uploaded to YouTube. While he carefully hid his face, he failed to disguise his body tattoos. Um, he's an alleged member of the, I can't pronounce it, I'm not even going to try, yeah. crime gang, and was arrested in the Dominican Republic last Wednesday on a, a cocaine charge from years ago. So I think it's hilarious, right, that he <laughs> went to all these, all this, you know, you got to block off my face, but all these tattoos. But he was doing a cooking show, and of course... Italians are very, you know, are the rich culture of food, and certainly with um, gabagool, you know, and especially every, gabagool. And every movie, every mob movie, there is food plays an extremely important part. You know, it's almost a character. Scorsese always uses food as a as a character. Um, so I made a mafia food trivia. Do you have the uh, trivia quiz? Do you have the quiz? Uh, yes, I jingle. Do. Here we go. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. Okay. All right. So, um, like I said, a mafia food quiz. How many times did the word gabagool was mentioned in The Sopranos in the entire series? Uh, uh, eight times. Oh, hold okay. on. I got it. Uh, multiple choice. Eight times. Eleven times. Fourteen times. Or forty-three times. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, forty-three times. Forty-three times the word "gabagool" <laughs> is mentioned in this Sopranos, and that is without uh, question the only television series in history that has mentioned "gabagool" forty-three times. Right. right. Um, question two: In The Godfather, what was the secret ingredient in Clemenza's meatballs? Was it sugar, cinnamon, gabagool, or cumin? Ooh, uh, it was gabagool. Uh, it was sugar. Uh, sugar okay. was yeah. the secret ingredient. Right. Um, and finally, um, the last question: In Goodfellas, who was in charge of stirring the sauce while Henry was out making his drops toward the end of the movie? Remember that scene? Um, was it Sandy, Michael, Gabby Ghoul, or Karen? Uh, uh, it was Sammy. No, it was uh, Michael, his brother. Oh. Remember the handicap? His brother yeah, was yeah. handicapped. It's been so or long. It. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it. So, well, so there you go. There's the mafia trivia for you. Well, I have a, a story uh, because this week is Dave's anniversary. Right? Yes. You're, mm-hmm. you're 29 years. You and your lovely 29. bride. Uh huh. 29. And I know that because I was there. I was the best man. At yes, that, uh, right. Winning. Go ahead and say your usual joke. Well, uh, you were an okay man. So Michelle yeah. mentioned actually yesterday we were talking because we were talking about her anniversary, and it was kind of cold yesterday, and we were trying to think back what was the weather like 
uh, on our wedding. And, um, and and I remember it being kind of cold. And Michelle goes, well, yeah, it wasn't too cold for Rick to take your buddies out to the parking lot. What was he meaning there by any chance? Do you remember that? Uh, we just had a discussion about uh, the final four, I think it was, or something like that. <laughs> about Gabagool, right? Because uh, yeah. we had might a, have been, might have have been Gabagool. Gabagool Station. Right, yeah. Uh, yes. So anyway, <clears throat> I know that you are a romantic type. And you're oh, yeah. probably planning on renewing your vows. Oh, so yeah. um, I went uh, uh, online. What? Go ahead. I was going to say on Facebook Live, we're going to be doing it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <clears throat> vow renewal 2.0 is what they're calling it now because of COVID. COVID has changed everything. And I found this site. And I'm going to read this little question, this little portion to you. Okay. <clears throat> sure. At Vow Renewal 2.0, there's usually uh, still going to be some type of ceremony, which gets me dreaming about what it could be like. For a ritual nerd like me, this is exciting new territory. The possibilities are endless. There is no playbook or sense of tradition that we need to be hemmed in by. There's a freedom to... Excuse me. (coughs) I'm getting choked up. <laughs> There's a freedom to take the parts of a traditional wedding ceremony that you love and add in fresh elements to make it your own. Now, admittedly, a lot of these ideas are for people who got married during COVID and and want to have, you know, a more sure. traditional thing or people that have been married for, you know, 10 years or less. The lovebirds uh, that yeah. are out there. Um, but uh, they also have something that I think is pretty excellent here for couples that are married 25 years or more. Would you like to hear uh, this? This sure. is um, for the clergy. You can hand it to the clergy. And you know how they do, you know, uh, do you promise to, you know, stay together and uh, love and cherish and all that sort of thing? They've kind of updated yeah. it a little bit um, for the people that have been married for 25 years. Would you like to hear this? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, All right. Do you, insert husband's name, promise to Uh, step over the laundry basket instead of carrying it up the stairs, wipe spills with your socks, use the imaginary brakes when she drives, never replace a toilet paper roll, push crumbs under the fridge rather than pick them up, pretend to listen with an uncanny ability to nod at the appropriate times, remember nothing ever, never find anything even if it's in front of your face, buy less than 70% of the items on your grocery list, mix all colors and wash everything in warm, pretend like you're asleep when she wants to talk, think that 12 hours of television or YouTube a day is appropriate for a teen, expend the, a minimal amount of effort on everything you do every single day as long as you both shall live I do okay, and do you insert wife's name Promise to leave an unsaid dumbass at the end of every sentence with the tone of your voice. Have a strong opinion on literally every subject. Roll your eyes within two seconds of him opening his mouth. Break every traffic law when you drive, even for short distances. Pick the absolutely worst movie every single time. Think that the ballroom dance and yoga classes would be a fun couple's activity. Make snide comments about his appearance. Yearn for more culture in your life. Restack the dishwasher every single time he does it. Expect him to tolerate your bad moods while cutting him no like ever for his bad moods and point out that he is doing everything the wrong way every single day as long as you both shall live she does <laughs> all right then you don't have to kiss the bride you can just go to your separate televisions 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty true. Where'd you get those from? <laughs> I got those uh, from a, a little column that uh, you and I wrote like uh, 17 years ago. <laughs> so there you go. And in 13 or 12 years, nothing hasn't really <laughs> nothing changed, basically. Changed. Uh, All right. You, so. added, you added YouTube. Was YouTube around 17 years ago? No, I did have to add YouTube, and I had to take <laughs> out... Uh, pick the wrong movie when you go to Blockbuster. <laughs> we're, we keep current. We keep, For the you know, most it's, part, we can recycle. We can recycle. It's remastering. We just remastered, remastered the old. The Beatles the old do bit. it all the time. I, I buy yep. the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. What, Dave, know. what do we got going on this week in the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview? Well, we had the good fortune of interviewing, I think, a really interesting um, independent movie director. Uh, his name is Joe Duca, and he's done a couple of great films, Evergreen, and her name was Joe. Uh, and we talked to him about his process, about filming during COVID, um, and here is a little snippet of that. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Well, Joe, I watched a trailer for your upcoming movie, Her Name Was Joe, and it looks incredible. It's a road picture. It takes you all across the United States. And my first thought was, oh, wait a minute. Did they film this thing during COVID? Are you taking your life into your own hands? <laughs> no, we shot this well before COVID. There was plenty of insanity without that. It was all over the country wasn't it? Yeah, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, and California. Whoa, did you have a Groupon? (laughs) We had a pretty small crew going across, but at one point, my brother, who was the second AD, had a trailer, and he tried sleeping in that in Arizona, and it was too hot, but there was a hotel. They had tossed, like, all the old mattresses. So he was, like, Princess in the Pea style, like... (laughs) 20 mattresses and he just like slept in the parking lot on these mattresses (laughs) on on discarded mattresses on discarded mattresses (laughs) that sounds awesome if you'd like to hear the entire interview check it out at Munusha Men's Celebrity Interview on Spotify opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for Radio Misfits Special thanks today Dave to our executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h shows.com we've been distributed by ed silla with radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of this opi podcast was recorded at an earlier date some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. At at And Friends, we're dedicated to bringing you the... At And Friends, we're dedicated to bringing you the straight facts and hot takes. You guys hear penises are getting smaller? Jesus Christ, Tommy, what happened to your hair? For what it's worth, Tommy, I still like it. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of Coaching for 
Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. Radio Misfits.com.